Welcome, everyone. I'm really feeling very grateful for you being on the call and joining Reverend Barbara Rose Billings and myself. And I'm going to open up with a prayer for all of us. So I invite you to put your hand on your heart or another point of contact that can allow this presence to flow through you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Yeshua. Come, Archangels. Come, Casa entities that are aligned with the CLM community. Come, saints and sages. Come, Christed beings that are all supporting at this time with each other. Give, show us what we need to see to open our hearts. Show us what's possible beyond what we perceive. Help us to love the places within ourselves that are, we perceive are unlovable, to accept those places that we feel are unacceptable. Let's use this call as a living prayer together. And let the word of the Holy Spirit guide each of us to allow this presence to enter our hearts, to fill our entire being in this call. And let this energy radiate out into our loved ones, our friends, our communities, as we receive the graces that are so freely given by the divine. We give gratitude for Reverend Barbara Rose Billings for being here with me. And I pray that we allow the wisdom of spirit to speak through us and the healing energy to work through us and to work through each person here for all of our highest goods. And we love you all. And with that, I'm going to officially welcome you. So thank you, everyone, for coming. Barbara and I are, are really excited you're here. The theme tonight is a heart that matters. And so I'm going to introduce Barbara first, and then we're going to have a, a conversation and, and see what wants to be spoken through us in support of everyone here, including ourselves. And then we'll wrap up the call with, with the prayer for all of us in our community and our loved ones and let this healing energy really move us and allow us to move back into our lives with, with more peace and love in our heart. So, Barbara, I am so happy you're here. I just wanted to mention a couple things about Barbara before we get started. And she, many people know she's an ordained minister already as a spiritual healer with MCLM. She used to be a, a sister within the Sister of Mercy for 30 years. And she left that community, but continues to devote her life to helping people of all ages to know God more deeply. And I believe also a lot of folks know that she takes people down to John of God and the daughter of the Casa and sees private clients and does a lot of therapy and counseling and intuitive healing art, arts. And I'm just grateful you're here, Barbara. Thank you for being with us. She's, I want to say that Barbara is a, yeah. One more thing I want to say, Barbara, I just about you is that you are you serve as a mentor for so many people in our community, whether you know it or not. 
your presence and the resources and the source of God, the Spirit moves through you in so many ways that has touched a lot of us. And I really appreciate you. I'm grateful for your presence tonight. Thank you so much, Ryan. That's really, if I, I couldn't hear better words. All I ever want to do is love God myself and help others to know and love God. It's that simple. Mm. And I started as yeah. a child, and at now at 75, that's still all that I want. Beautiful. Thank you, Barbara. That's, that's exactly why we have you on tonight. You can share more of the mysteries of the heart with us. We know you have a lot of experience. Barbara and I were, were noticing that there's a lot of confluence of events happening at the moment. We just had our Celebrating Life retreat on the weekend, which was about healing relationships, a lot about the heart. Padre Paul and Dana, Bishop Dana and Bishop Bobby are in Tahoe right now about to start a retreat. We're on this call together, and Barbara and I saw, she saw a beautiful rainbow connecting all of these events. And so that the energy that we experienced at the retreat last weekend, we're going to invoke that energy and allow it to be present with us. And the energy that's percolating now in Tahoe is, is going to be present as well with us. It's also Lent starts tomorrow, the time right before Easter, or 40 days before Easter, where folks that are part of the Catholic tradition and, and beyond as well give up things that they have attachments to. So this is a, a chance to, to really contemplate for ourselves what we can let go of during this time that can bring greater grace into our lives. It's also Valentine's Day. So there's a lot of a lot of matters of the heart that we want to discuss tonight. And to start off, I'd like to read a few passages that I'd, I think will help set the tone for this evening. And Barbara, I'd love to get your, your take on this, and I'll ask you some questions soon about it. I'll bring you in in a minute. Sure. This, this first passage is from a, I would call him a mystic, a young mystic. His name is Jeff Foster. And it's called Closer Than Close. Your loved one is always near, and it is you, exactly as you are. Your beloved breathes with you, feels with you, rejoices with you, plunges into the depths of sorrow with you. In presence, you are never alone. You have always been your other half. I just love that. I think it's, it's so potent for right now as we... Speak about the heart. There's another one I want to read as well. It's called Love Reborn. And I, I invite you all to really allow these words to sink in, even if you don't understand all the depth of meaning. Let the let that at first let those the layers just sink into your being as I read these and as we read tonight, because this whole night is a is an evening of, of prayer. Don't seek love now, friend. Simply hold the, this absence of love like a newborn. Love her so deeply now that you forget your search completely. And you will soon remember love is here. Love is always here, even in the absence. There's this other passage from a, a book called Jeshua Channeling. And it's this beautiful channeling about, about Jesus and his life and his higher, higher messages. And... What we'd like to do tonight is talk about not just love, but also forgiveness. And so this brings in that theme as well. If you open up to the reality of love, the reality of your heart, you let go of judgment. 
You accept who you are in this moment. When this moment arrives, it is a great blessing for the soul. The heart is interested in all that is, in every actual expression of you, the destructive and the constructive ones. It simply takes note. It is simply there, encircling you with its presence, if you let it. So these are some passages that have really spoken to me over the past few days. The retreat that we just had was, I would say, very potent. And there was a lot of heart opening and a lot of conversation about the importance of forgiveness and experiencing a much deeper love within ourselves as a way to walk in this world. Barbara, I'd love to bring you in now. And I have a question for you. You've, you've had so many experiences, spiritual experiences in your life, from being a nun to now being a minister and all the things you've done in between and even before that. I think it'd be really quite helpful for folks to know how your experience and perhaps even your perspective of love has shifted over time. Absolutely. I would love to share. The first reading that you just gave reminded me of something from the retreat. I'd like to start there mm-hmm. because it's something that touched me really deeply. When Janai did the opening prayer, she invited us each morning to look at ourselves first thing in the morning, either in the mirror or just say it out loud, I love you. I love you. It's something that I've been doing since the retreat, and it's not easy. It's much easier to look at my altar and say, I love you, God, or I love you, Jesus, or I love you, Mary. But the self-love, that's really loving the divine in me and knowing that the divine and I are one. It didn't start there. It started in a Catholic family where I was the oldest of seven children. And the first thing I remember about love was when I was very young, two and a half, and I had three baby sisters. And my mother would say to me, love your sisters, love your sisters, love your sisters, take care of your sisters. And I feel like I was programmed at a very young age that love was service, love was caring for others. And my whole life went off in that direction. My parents didn't really say, I love you. I don't think they ever said it when I was a child. Only older when I said it to them first. But my mother gave me a gift that I don't think she ever knew how profound it was or realized that she gave it to me. I think I was about four or possibly five. And we were in the sunroom. And my mother was talking, but there was nobody around. And she was expressing strong feelings, some tears, and then some joy. And I just watched her. And then when she stopped, I I said, who are you talking to? And she said, oh, I was talking to my friend. She was a little bit embarrassed. I said, well, who's your friend? God's my best friend. And I said, where's God? Because I knew God was in heaven. I mean, that's what I thought at the age. She said, no, God's inside of me. And God always loves me, and God's always there for me. And when I don't feel great, I talk to God. And sometimes I talk out loud, but I talk to God inside all the time. And that was a seed that she planted in me, that I had a friend inside. I didn't know how God was there, but 
I would start talking to God inside. Like I had a friend. And I just feel that that was, that was a profound gift. And most of my love, as I was growing up, I've been reflecting on that, was really the divine love. So in grammar school, First Communion was a big event. And I really felt that this was really, really important, that God loved me so much that I could have this communion. And I went to a French school in San Francisco, and everything was in French and Latin. But I, I still remember receiving that host and receiving Jesus and feeling very, very loved, very much loved. And I would go to visit in church to visit Jesus in the tabernacle, in the church. And then they opened a parish school where I lived, Holy Angel School. And I was in the oldest class. And so we had first choice of the books in the library, and they had the lives of the saints. And I loved reading the lives of the saints. I took them one at a time. They were like delicious ways of getting to know God and people who loved God. So I got programmed very young in focusing my life around God. Other people didn't know it. I would go after school and I would sit in the, in the church and I would stare at the statues. And every once in a while I could swear that Mary smiled at me or Jesus moved his lips. Probably didn't happen, but as a child, I believed that I was communicating with God through the, through the statues, through the saints. And then in high school, I went to Mercy High School in Burlingame, and I found out a whole other level of love, because in grammar school, I had the Irish nuns and the Irish priests, and there was a lot of fear around God and a lot of catechism work. But the Sisters of Mercy in the high school had just studied, this was in 1956, had just studied something called charismatic theology. It's focusing on the light, the presence, the proclamation of the good news of the gospel, and on love, not on fear. In fact, Pope Francis just wrote a book called The Joy of the Gospel, which is basically that charismatic theology that came out in the 50s. And so it also brought me to a deeper understanding of spirituality, of God as love, of God as present. One of the sisters gave me a holy card that I put into my little missile, and every day I would reflect on it, and I tried to live my life according to it. I don't know where that is now. I don't know where that missile is now, but it was well-worn by the time I left the convent. And it was very simple. It said, in the evening of life, we shall be judged on love alone. And it was a quote from John of the Cross. And St. Therese of Lisieux was my confirmation saint. She also lived the simple life of love, doing all from love. And so when I was 17, I decided I wanted really to spend my life honoring this God who is love, thanking this God who loved me, and then trying to help other people know God. In fact, when they asked the question on the questionnaire, why do you want to be a sister of mercy? I said, I know God loves me, and I want to help other people know that God loves them. So in formation and getting to know the scriptures and the theology, it was actually love that kept my focus, just the word love. And all the way through 
I wanted to have the word love engraved on my ring at final vows. It's very interesting because I would dream about it. Sometimes it would be gold, sometimes it could be silver. And then the summer before final vows, I did a, it's called an exegesis, a scriptural study. We were to take one line from scripture and do, I don't know, something like 30 pages exegesis of that one line. And the line that I was drawn to was, was John 17, 26 which is the last line of the prayer that Jesus said at the Last Supper in John's Gospel. And it is, the whole, the whole line is, Father, I pray that your love for me may live in them and I in them. That wouldn't all fit in my ring. So in my ring I had the words of Jesus, that your love for me may live in them and I in them. And so the life of the mystic, the life of love, is the life that has fed me, and it fed me through 30 years in the sisters. And then I was working on a retreat, as we used to call them, private-directed retreats at Santa Sabina here at Dominican in San Rafael. And just before I left, Somebody gave me the gift of an Akashic record reading with a woman named Roberta Herzog. And I was very sick. I found out later it was Lyme disease. But I asked her, why am I so sick? That was the question I had for her. And she said, you are sick because you're not following the purpose of your soul. You've mastered every religion. And this life of yours is supposed to be about experiencing a personal love. Well, that blew me out of the water. And I remember going in and directing. I had three people on retreat for eight days as part of a group. And that was going on in my mind and in my life. A few years later, on an eight-day retreat with a Jesuit priest, after the doctor said to me, you need to take a leave of absence so that you can heal whatever this is that you're suffering from. And a spiritual director said to me, it's time to take a leave of absence. God doesn't always lead us away from life as we think it should be, but also toward life as God wants it to be. And so here I am, sitting here in a parking lot, next to the hospital of Marin General with a car with a dead battery, And my husband, Charles, graciously came over, brought his car. He's sitting in my car. I'm sitting in his car so I can do this song. (laughs) And he's waiting for the AAA for me. This is a personal love. This is a man who loves me. This is what Roberta was talking about. And the frosting on this cake is I still get to live my life from that same place of knowing God loves me and wanting more than anything else to be available to others to know God and to be with God. One little piece I'd like to end with, this little section. I have two grandchildren now. My grandson is six. When he was three, my heart was so moved when I spent time with him going, playing with his toys, 
listening to him explain every toy and every piece of every toy, Lego toys, what they meant. And at the end, he put his head in his hands and he looked me in the eyes. He said, Grandma, you're my best friend. God is in my grandchildren, too. Yeah. That's so beautiful, Barbara. I, thank you for sharing that. I I could feel the the depth of sacredness in, in your sharing. And I just have a feeling you're going to be sharing a much larger talk at some point with a lot of us. <laughs> you have a That's lot of 75 years to share. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much. I, as I was listening to you, there was something you said about you had studied, you got the reading, you studied all the religions and that this was about a personal love. And yes. there was something that reminded me when I was growing up, I had, I started studying about Jesus very young and studied a lot of, read a lot of things about Jesus over the years and other many religions. And it, you know, I found that at some point it was still so intellectual and I didn't really, I didn't really realize this until I more seriously committed to a spiritual path a number of years ago. And in particular, when I came into the Celebrating Life community, there was a presence available, so so available to all of us that went beyond an understanding of the mind and beyond labels and it goes beyond any any desire or need that I have to try to understand or make sense of life or make sense of why yeah. things are happening. It's a it's a presence that fills me up in my heart. It just my heart gets so warm and it's it surrounds me and there's no longer a need to to try to fit the puzzle pieces together anymore. And mm-hmm. I when you were talking, Barbara, I just felt that so so deeply in your in your life journey and I, I just want to get your your perspective on that too what what have you experienced something similar and and also even being in celebrating life what do you, what have you been noticing as well i i totally agree with you there is a presence a tangible presence that is beyond this world i and i experienced it at the very first west of heaven which i I, I, I'll never forget, I, I went to the doors. I, I was a student at, at FSD, and we couldn't go in. Only the higher-level students could be in. But I could hear this music playing, and I could see lights every time they opened the door. And when they finally let us in, in fact, I was almost blown away by the energy, the light, the altars, Angelica's music. And I sat down in a chair, and I wept. And I mm. felt... This is home. I don't know who these people are, but this is home. And that's how I feel right now sitting here in my husband's suburban, looking (laughs) at the street with all the cars going by on Bonnier Road. And yet, God is present here. That same presence is here like was on the retreat because it's in awe. And that was one of the big gifts of my ordination. We are one. We're not separate. And CLM provides a container for anyone who wants to come and experience that presence, that light, that energy. 
and then to take it home. I feel like today's what, Tuesday, so it's three days after the retreat, and the energy of the retreat is very alive wherever I am. Even walking, I just did a shift in the hospital with my heart and walking through the hall. I felt like I was carrying the light of the retreat with me. And, you know, everybody said hello, or, or they said something like, beautiful, or thank you for coming, or one woman said, can I take your picture? I work at another hospital. I want to tell them what we have here. <laughs> and it's not me. It's the light. It's the presence. And, yes, CLM provides that beyond where I've ever found it anywhere else. Yeah, think, thanks for sharing that, Barbara. I Sitting here, I never thought I would say this, but I'm sitting here holding a, I think it's the Jesus of Mercy photo with the rays of light coming mm-hmm. out of the heart. Is that right? Divine Mercy. <laughs> Divine Mercy photo. Yeah, I just bought out the retreat. And now I will say I, I always got so lit up in a not so great way hearing passages in the Bible, just growing up Catholic and hearing things in a way that didn't resonate with me back then. So it's a, it's a very different experience now, uh, feeling and, and touching artifacts or touching photos or hearing words or hearing when you're saying some passages from the Bible, when I read passages from Sufi traditions or Buddhism, there's, because I feel very connected to those other two traditions as well, there's there's an aliveness that comes. Mm-hmm. It's almost hard to, it's hard to express. There's like a download or a tone that is amplified because of this, this flowering of the heart which this space in CLM allows for so so deeply yeah and it's a it's a real gift it sounds like I'm like selling CLM right now but it's it's more of just my intention here is just to to highlight that this presence is God and it's very tangible and you don't have to be at CLM to experience this it's you can experience this anywhere in life we are very fortunate in this community that it has access to such a high, pure, in my experience, such a high level of energy that's so pure that doesn't come with dogma. Right. You know, it's open to all faiths. So it, the, the, it's almost like you can experience what the original intention of the energy was meant to help us experience. Yeah. And that's what I, when I was listening to you speak, that really came through the love. It wasn't just words that you were speaking, but there was a palpable energy that you were conveying about the possibility that exists for all of us. And I want to say how grateful I am that this is available. Because when I left the convent, I left not just the community, I left the church. I was very angry at the male hierarchy in the church and the way they were treating the women, the way they treated me personally. I not only left the church, I, I buried. I buried all of the treasures that I once had in the church. I kept my relationship with Jesus. I kept my relationship with God and with Mary, but it was totally private. I didn't do anything public at all. On my website, when I left the convent, Well, I used the money they gave me when I left to get my doctorate. I got it in clinical hypnotherapy so I could be credible in the world because everything else I had ever studied was theology and scripture and education. Little did I know I would come to a world that was hungry for God. Mm. So all of that I left behind and ritualistically the last year of of 1999, the last day of 2000, I mean, 1999, 
December 31st, I burned all of my journals, all of my spiritual papers that I had written, everything that connected me so I could start a new way of being in life for the next century. And that made me available to meeting God in a new way. And it wasn't until 2010 I, I did a sacred journey trip to Ireland. And while I was there, I knew I picked up some dark entities. And so I talked to Susie, who was my supervisor here at Marin General at the time, Susie Shipley, and she was at FSD. And I said, do you have somebody who can help me clear this dark stuff out of me? And she said, oh, see Kim, Kim Olson. So Kim and I had a couple of sessions. And then I ended up as a student at FSD. And... Dana sent me to Brazil, and all this kind of happened. And little by little, I started reclaiming the parts of me that I had buried. Mm. And so after that first West of Heaven event, I asked uh, Padre, who wasn't Padre, he was Paul at the time. He didn't have Padre yet. And I asked him if I could transfer my ordination from a, a metaphysical church and he said, no, join the education program. And it was a year later. So it was really the education program that helped me reclaim my Catholic roots without reclaiming the hierarchy, but finding the treasures, the jewels of grace, of like you said, the artifacts, the mystical writings, the treasures mm-hmm. of people, like Ron and Paul. Mm-hmm. And so those are all back in my life. And surprisingly, I even go to Mass now. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. Whole, whole different thing. It's a whole though. different thing. Yeah. 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 You know, as you're talking, I'd, what comes to me is the message, one of the messages of Yeshua around forgiveness and mm-hmm. how important it is right now for us and our community and just in the world, based on what we're seeing. And that is coming alive to me so much more, the more that I, I allow my heart to, to experience this presence that is available. And I, I just wanted to read something. This is from Adi Ashanti, who originally mm-hmm. came from the Buddhist tradition. And it's, it's really about the heart and being available to be with what is. And I, uh, I'm reading this because this is what I feel is possible with this presence that mm-hmm. we, that is available to all of us if we keep letting it in. So he says, all of us feel in the depth of our being, we know. It's not just good enough to feel open and free and at peace when we're left alone or when our environment is very supportive. These things are beautiful and can show us the possibility of freedom. But at an even deeper level, we're all called to express this freedom, openness, and intimacy within the context of relationship. Ultimately. We're going to have to open our heart to the whole world, to everything that's happening in it and everything that has ever happened. We're going to have to open our heart to everything that could possibly happen. Why is that? Because we're not separate from anything and we're not separate from anyone. Anything you consider separate from you can scare and intimidate you. But when you have the willingness to open your heart, to be intimate, even with the things you don't like, with the people and events that frighten you, with the state of the world that may intimidate you, then you'll find a way in which the core of you has an avenue through which to express itself. You can express and manifest the very depth of yourself in the outside world so that there's no longer a division 
between inside and outside, and there's no longer a boundary for our love. That is so beautiful. Wow. There's such depth in his words whenever I read what comes through him. It's not really about him. It's about the presence that speaks through him and is in all of us. And I, I feel that too, Barbara. And it's, it's a powerful invitation for all of us. And it's when I read about him saying to open the heart, it's not a taking on the world, saving kind of energy at all. And I don't see that is the way he's talking about it. What I feel is his invitation and divine's invitation and Jesus's invitation to be open and available to what is right in front of us and to notice when we close and notice when we cringe and notice when we judge and into the more awarenesses we have of those closings is just even bigger invitation to bring more compassion into our our heart for ourselves and that that has an impact in ways that we can never possibly imagine. And we start with ourselves and it expands like ripples. Yeah, and it it that that's that's also I'm bringing this up too. You know, you said earlier just how much self-love, how much this personal love is so important for you in this lifetime and just anything else you want to share along these lines around forgiveness and staying open. You know, when yeah, when you mentioned forgiveness, I I had a visual of a bumper sticker I saw on a car once and it said for, forgiveness is letting go of all hope of a different past. <laughs> and I love that because it I have an obsessive mind and I will attach to worrying and judging and going in in a direction I don't want to go in. And if I can let go of wishing it was different and being in the present moment, wow, he nailed it. This, This is what it's about. We are one. We're all, we are all the same. Yeah. And being in this moment, in this world. I, I, I keep saying, seeing ripples because your words were like pebbles dropped in a pond and the ripples of the love and of the forgiveness and of the presence and of the light. I just see it growing and including all of us in this call and going from, from us out into the world. It's, it's amazing. That it came from you reading those words. Yeah. it's uh, It reminds me of Recently, I've been doing a, a lot of forgiveness exercises and I've been revisiting it. I've been doing this for a number of years, but there's something that has been inviting me to go even deeper, as we always can. And I was given a, this beautiful uh, book about abundance. It was given by Francois, who's in our novice program and a friend of mine, also in FSD. And abundance of joy, abundance of finances, abundance of everything, the, the, the larger definition of abundance. And there's a number of affirmations and prayers in this book. And I looked, <laughs> I first looked in this book end of last year when he gave it to me, and I could not read it without feeling a sense of disgust in myself. That the, there was uh, some of these affirmations I just couldn't, I couldn't get through. And I, I really prayed about it. And what I the message I got from my guides, really from the voice of the inner divine within me, was you need to forgive. You need to forgive everyone that you've had judgments about, particularly in these areas of your life, and go deeper than you've ever gone. And so I started that practice about a month and a half ago. 
in in ways that I, I do. We all have different kinds of practices to do that. And I noticed within three weeks, I could start reading the affirmations, that they actually weren't just words anymore. They were living, breathing expressions of the divine that planets have been planting seeds in my heart and expanding my heart. And in seeing that, when I do notice the judgments it's easy of other people or folks in my past, it's easier for me to see the pain they were in and mm-hmm. to let go of the resentments that ultimately reminds me of this phrase, as soon as you can perceive the soul in fear and pain, then we can forgive. It's, yeah. it's so, so much more palpable when we could access our own pain and let that go. And we can see the pain in other people and fear, then forgiveness is then possible because we see what's beyond. And you're making space for God and light, divine light and love to enter in. Yeah. Beautiful. And so these, just the, the immense forgiveness taking place with Yeshua and all that happened in his life, it, it takes on a whole new meaning when we can imagine forgiving those that we've felt hurt by and there's a there's an immense freedom waiting for all of us i've noticed in myself it just there's this inner freedom in my body thing my body starts getting healed my emotions come into balance my thoughts the more that i think into my heart my thoughts settle it's really a relaxation that i've found the more that we can that at least speak from my experience, and I've noticed this with others, that the more I can relax into my my being and feel safe with my own heart in this world, then everything relaxes. My thoughts relax, my body relax, and everything naturally comes into a state of uh, balance within my system. So there's very powerful, you know, it seems so simple on the, on the outset, this idea of forgiveness, but it has very, very powerful manifestations across many dimensions of our life. In many lives. And hearing you speak of it, I can actually feel it going into my heart and into my body, and my body relaxing. That's how strong it is. It is going beyond you, Ryan, just, just by sharing that. And hopefully others on the call are feeling that same energy coming right through the lines. Maybe we could take a moment now to be in that space and to forgive ourselves and feel that level of forgiveness that Ryan is speaking of. allow ourselves to breathe in that spirit, that grace. We see that the multidimensionality of this healing, it's 
it's accessing such a pure space of Christ consciousness as our creator. This is not me or Barbara doing this. This is just what's available right now. Yes. Do you have anything to add, Barbara? I want to say thank you for opening this, us to this space, Ryan. This is the gift of the presence and of being one and allowing spirit to flow. This is the stillness that we all long for. And it is on a cellular level. It will continue. It will grow deeper and deeper, even as it does on the retreats. Thank you. Thank you too, Barbara. We're going to go into prayer in a, in a minute. Just want to allow this energy to to. to keep going and doing what it's doing. <laughs> it's just, I'm not in charge, that's for sure. <laughs> what Orion has no idea what he's doing. God has a, knows but the everything. Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit that's does. That's for sure. Yeah. <sighs> I want to say one more thing about forgiveness, and then I'm feeling we're going to enter into a different phase of prayers. Because this, this ties around uh, the deepest acceptance of life. Dying on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In other words, forgive my enemies. They don't see. They are ignorant of wholeness. They are ignoring who they really are. They don't see the ocean and the waves. They have identified themselves as separate people. And so they are innocently playing out their seeking They think that killing me will bring them wholeness, and it won't. For they are already whole, but do not realize that. Killing me a thousand times won't bring them what they really long for. Because what they really long for is who I really am. It's who they really are. I am what they are. So I invite everyone to keep allowing this energy of forgiveness to enter in and to be present with you. As we said at the beginning of the call, this is available if we just let it in. This uh, joy and peace and freedom that we all yearn for is in the same space exists in the same space when we're in despair and doubt and confusion the joy peace presence lightness it exists and it is such a large field of presence eternal presence that it actually holds It encompasses and cradles and transforms all the other energies. It's more expansive than we can possibly imagine. 
it is the deepest acceptance of who we are, that we are divine spirits, that we are here to realize our divinity, that we are here to embrace all that is, not just part, not just this person or that person or this circumstance, but embrace everything. And it's not we that are doing this, it's God that is doing this for us. It's the Holy Spirit that moves through. It's our own Buddha nature. So let us allow this energy to settle into our entire being, into every pore of our body, to every cell, every molecule. We are that. There is no separation. We are this love. We are this truth. Love and truth are the same thing at the highest level. So let's let this energy heal our bodies. Those who have fractured limbs, heal now. Those who feel they have fractured lives, bring wholeness, bring harmony, bring peace into their life. Someone has an issue with the spleen. Bring this healing energy in now. Bring it into balance. A challenge with the jaw. Bring this loving energy and acceptance into full expression. Let the jaw relax. Relax into this presence. You are safe to express your truth, first to yourself and then to others. Challenges with abundance. Bring harmony. Bring worthiness. We are divine spirits of abundance. We in itself are actually abundance, living in form. Abundance comes from no person or no circumstance. You are that abundance. Anyone with financial issues, let this healing take place now. Transform finances now. In this moment. Relationship issues. Feelings of resentment. Leave now. Let go now. Relax into your presence. Heal and restore. Release. Allow. Let us remember who we really are. We are miracles. Each and every one of us on many dimensions of existence playing in a brief moment in time to witness the beautiful expressions that we are, to witness ourselves, create, to heal, to bring love, to bring beauty in everything we do. 
Let all possibilities exist on this call. For everyone on this call, for your loved ones, from your family, let this love, let the spirit of wholeness move through our communities, through our hospitals, our prison systems, our businesses, our water, our oceans, nature in all its forms, our animals, our pets, our sky, our mountains, everything that supports us in the entire system, all beings not in form, bring healing energy to them as well in all dimensions and time and space. This Christ energy surpasses all understanding, brings peace and harmony and neutralizes all pain. We thank the angels and the saints and everyone here who's been with us today for their support, for the love of the Father, Divine Father, and the Divine Mother in all its expressions in our lives. This take root, this take shape, that we embody our full presence, that we are living, walking, breathing expressions of the Divine living our potential in whatever way that is. There is no measuring with God. We are all equal in God's eyes. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Barbara, is there anything you want to add? I want to thank you, Ryan, for your openness to do this new work. May you have many more calls. (laughs) And I want to thank God for placing the longing in our hearts that only God can fully satisfy, for putting those desires, everyone on this call desires more of the light, more of the love. And let us pray for one another throughout Lent for this next 40 days that we will all embrace the message that came through today about our hearts, about the divine love, about the oneness, forgiveness, the truth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Barbara, for doing this. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ryan. It's just such a joy.